Hey, Clint, do you remember a few podcasts ago when I said, how do you get internet on the road? That was what I hear every day from customers. No, every that day. was several podcasts ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I still hear it every day. So thank you for reaching out. And we're going to chat with some folks that are going to explain it all. Chris and Cherie, they helped us out. I mean, I reached out to them after I don't think I did a very good job of trying to explain things to you, which is super great because me trying to explain something to you that I don't have a firm grasp on is never a good scenario. It's never good for any of us, is it? No. Clint, if you can't explain something in a couple YouTube videos, then... Then reach out to an expert. And that's what I did. (laughs) Well, that's great. I'm excited to talk to them today. Yeah, they, they run the mobile internet resource center and so they know all things when it comes to cellular data for doing your online things wi-fi how to get all the ones and zeros you need while you're camping or boating so if you've got questions hang on we're going to talk to the experts so you want all your wi-fi and all of your electronics to work but you don't want to camp where you have to plug in or where you have to be super close to your neighbors you might need to look into go power to power all of your gizmos go power has everything you need they have solar panels and converters and all the things you need but you know what's really cool about go power as a company is they have entire systems so you don't have to piece together your own you know power mm-hmm. you can just buy the whole system and they even have something on their website where you can kind of calculate this is how much power i'm going to need what do i need to buy and they lay it out for you which if you're someone like me <laughs> i'm not sure i need to understand every single aspect of it but i just need it to work and go power is perfect for that if you want to hear more about GoPower, we just did an episode. Our last episode was with GoPower, so they explained a lot. And did you know you could get a tax credit for putting uh, solar into your RV? Really? Yeah. Do you have to live in your RV to get the tax no, credit? No, it actually counts as a second home. Ah, so cool. If you want details on that, they have details on the GoPower website, which is, I, I believe, gpelectric.com. gpelectric.com. Welcome to RV Small Talk, where we talk about trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I am Lindsay. I'm PJ. And I'm Clint, and we thank you for joining us today. We want to take a moment and remind you to go ahead and subscribe, especially on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, any place you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, comment, and share. We love to hear your feedback. We love suggestions of topics you want to hear about. And if you want to get more involved in the conversation, you can check out our Facebook community group page rv small talk community and that's where you guys the listeners really have your voice you can create topics you can talk about your trailer you can share pictures of your adventures and we really really love seeing you guys interact on there so hop on there and show us your adventures very cool how about we dive on in Before 2019, what was a pretty good month of deliveries for us at Princess Craft? 
Gosh, I would say probably 40 to 50 units a month. Uh-huh. What have our last three months looked like? Oh, just over the top. Ha, ha, ha. I laugh over at the 40 top. or 50 a month. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we could do that in our sleep at this point. <laughs> um, but it has been really crazy. And right now I'm starting to see things change yet right. again. Okay. What are the changes you're seeing? Well, we are getting less calls. Uh-huh. I mean, we only get 100 to 150 calls a day. Uh-huh. All right. Think about that. All right. Maybe 100 to 150 calls. We're only selling two or three a day. So it's kind of evened out. Tapering off a little. Slowed down some. Um, But we still have so many units that people have ordered that haven't come in. I mean, enough for us to fill up an over-the-top delivery schedule for another two to three months. But right now, I would think that all of the manufacturing would have at least caught up a little bit. But right now we're seeing parts completely run out. They are just running out. But I mean, even though open house is canceled, I mean, there's still some new units coming out. Yeah. yeah. Is that going to make sales? You know, what do you think? Is it? I think I think that will jump up sales again. But right now in our meeting this morning, we found out that we've only got 20 to 30 sewer hoses left. I mean, yeah. and that's it. And, and that's, that's just not it. one yeah. company. That's like that's we can't zero hose find we can them find. anywhere. So, so we can't bring them in to sell them from our parts department. Right. Everybody dig a hole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that's what you should tell Cody in the parts department is start yeah. selling camp shovels. Ew. Let's just have shirts. Dig a hole. Save a sewer hose. Dig a hole. Well, our shirt company that printed our shirts, I got an email this morning. They went out of business. Closed permanently. We used uh, a franchise company down the street called Big Frog. Mm -hmm. And uh, today they closed. Did they say anything about why other than the fact that, you know, these are just, it's just hard Because you don't need group shirts if you're not having group get togethers. I mean, they were all like, you know, a family picnic shirt or a work Uh, meeting shirt or, you know, like that's when you need matching shirts, not mm -hmm. when you're on a Zoom Mm -hmm. call. Nobody cares what you're wearing as long as you're wearing (laughs) clothes. You really don't need pants. Right? <laughs> Mom. Well, that's the big thing. Nobody wears <laughs> pants on Zoom calls. That's no, people definitely wear <laughs> pants on Zoom calls. <laughs> Pajamas. <know>. Pajamas. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. That's the big joke. So, anyway. Yeah. Can we can make her feel more awkward right now. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> just don't yeah. talk about it. <laughs> Okay, well, and I would say cut it out, but it just doesn't even make any difference. Cut nah, it don't out. even ask. Don't don't even ask. Yeah, save your yeah. energy. But you know, even in the middle of all of this, there is still new units coming out. Okay, a couple new things coming out. The barefoot is one of those things. I mean, I feel like most people who are into new camp who are watching uh-huh. the RV scene have heard about the barefoot because it's been like an exciting thing that's happening for a while. But yeah, there's been a big stink that- around that barefoot for a long time. <laughs> that I mean, it's it's getting closer, right? Can we say closer? I you know I would we can say closer. I feel like I've been chasing the bait for a no, year, closer, year and a half. Closer, it's closer. There are no dates. Closer doesn't mean that anything. we're gonna. Okay. Then let's not talk about it. No, let's talk about it. Because maybe maybe New Camp will go, oh, you know what? Maybe, They're talking about yeah, it. <laughs> 2021? Possibly 2022? No. We'll just keep on throwing that. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think they care if we talk about it. We've been talking about it for two years. I know, but I just feel, I just 
I feel it in my soul that it's close. Okay. Er. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay but Disclaimer. Do you know what is actually closer? What? The Discover. From? Intech. And what what about okay. it? Okay. So the Intech has the Explore RV. It's, you know, just blown up here we can't even keep them on our lot we sell Mm -hmm. them out so quickly it's a very small toy hauler trailer it's a toy hauler essentially with a pull-out kitchen has a tip-out bed Mm -hmm. uh it's really just lightweight it's gorgeous just like everything intech does but they announced last week that they are making the discover now they used to make the discover and then they stopped they had to kind of change it a little bit Uh uh-huh and now it's coming out again. There are some changes. It has an inside kitchen, two tip outs. It's ah, it's it's like nothing you've ever seen before. If toy yeah. haulers, if toy haulers, harders, <laughs> if toy haulers interest you at all, you have to check it out. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. who love the Explorer and the Discover who don't even have toys. Yeah, that's a majority of what we sell. People don't have toys. They just want to open the back. And just camping. It's it. an easy space to work yeah. with. And, and it doesn't tell you what to do with it because it's just an open space. Exactly. It's very capable. So you can make it whatever you want, which is every time I show one, I'm like, oh, do you want to make this a kid area? You can do that. Do you want to make this a workspace? You can mm-hmm. do that. Do you want to make a dining room table here? You can do that. Like you can turn it into whatever you want because right. it's so rugged and it's essentially empty. Yeah. And what I like about it is that it's so set apart from other toy haulers and air quotes uh, in the industry because so many of them are large, large trailers and fifth wheels and they have a huge living space and queen size beds that you can lower from the ceiling and all that. This is a very nimble toy hauler that can fit a true side-by-side, two-door side-by-side ATV. But like I said, small and nimble. It's even smaller than the previous version of the Discover. It, so mm-hmm. um, so yep. it can get in and out of places real easy. And what they used to do in the Explorer, the smaller version, is has that pull-out... Kitchen on the outside. Yeah, that pull-out kitchen on the outside. And they've actually, with the Discover, put the kitchen on the inside. Right. Larger refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, storage on the inside is is very welcome. And, right? f- and I'm enjoying the idea of it coming to our shop because I am just a tad too tall to stand up in the Explorer. I am perfectly fine with with camping in an Explorer because it's awesome. Right. But a little bit more headroom will just put me over the top. Well, that's what you get for being so tall. Well, I mean, you know. Are we just going to gloss over that great joke? Uh, six four. <laughs> yep, especially if I put my shoes on because I, I like to wear my go-go boots. Okay, oh we are passing over that joke. Whatever it is, we're passing over it. But what they don't have is a bathroom. So they don't have a bathroom in any of their flyer lines. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I know that that kind of puts them out of the possibility for some. Right. Well, it's a, to me, it's, it's a minimalistic camping camper. It's yeah. a rugged trailer. camper. It's not RV That's trailer. Right. To me, and I've, and we've talked about this before. This is more the way I camp. I come mm-hmm. from tent camping. I, typically don't take out units that have a bathroom on board. This doesn't have hot water. This doesn't have really large holding tanks. But I'm it has camping. tanks, which the Explore has and one the tank. old Discover uh-huh. didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't have any tanks at all, no sink. So this one will have a tank, but no water heater. Right, right. So you have water, just not hot water. And I'm still 
perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I that's think that's, I, can't. I think a lot that's, of people, look at how many people were fine with no water. <laughs> like precisely. we literally can't keep these that's units true. on our lot. So yep. So yep. Very so good. new things happening. And there's more, there's just some things we actually can't talk about. And we're yeah. excited about it. So we'll talk about it when the time yeah. is right. Stay tuned. It has been things. exciting, though, to see <laughs> that things are changing and moving. It yeah. kind of felt like we're all in a time warp. Mm-hmm. Now, even though things are different, we're still all being careful. We're moving forward. Yeah. Hey, can I mention that when Intech RV released some of their products last year, Lindsay did the voiceovers of that? You can. And so you should look up Intech RV and look up their Soul Dawn, their Soul Eclipse, and their Soul Horizon. I did the Soul Line and the Luna Line. That's right. And then they just released the promo video for the Discover, and you guys are never going to guess who did the voiceover for that. It was me in a manly voice. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just kidding it was totally clint yeah so so that was a new experience for both of us is that we got to do some voiceover work yeah and, and who knew that a podcast would lead to voiceover possible? work yeah. i mean mm. our voices are magnificent i'm I, I, we're getting there for talking about trailers <laughs> yeah, for, for that one very specific just thing. ask us we'll tell you right <laughs> so what else what else is on the scene what else is on the scene yeah we're, is we're it 1998 Yes, that, that was a very pivotal year for me. Really? I'm not sure. I was there, though. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Well, the RV scene just keeps rolling along. We have uh, our tiny trailer rally. We have our Texas tiny trailer rally and our truck camper rally coming up in October. Things have changed a little bit. It's going to be less of a rally and more of a bunch of people camping in the same spot. Yeah, we did talk about canceling it, but so many people just want to go camp. The part that's dangerous or you know uncomfortable for a lot of people is definitely the activities that we have planned which is half the fun of the rally however you know cancel some of those events move some outside and then it's i mean it really is just going to be like a big old group camp out i think i'm going to miss the live band and the dancing i'm going to miss uh the beer and wine tasting because it's probably not a good idea right Right, now right the potluck yeah, the we will be potlucking. But essentially, I get to see everybody that mm-hmm. I miss, and they get to see each other, and we all still get to talk about our campers and hang out with each other, right. which essentially is the point. So um, there are still spots left on both of those rallies. I'm using air quotes right now because now it's a group <laughs> camp out. The tiny trailer rally and mm-hmm. the truck camp. The yeah. Texas tiny trailer rally and, and the Texas, Texas truck camper rally. Yeah. And right. you can find those either right. on our website, princesscraft.com, on Facebook, or just at Texas tiny trailer rally.com and Texas truck camper rally.com. Yeah. And folks, Lindsay is in charge. So just ask for her. I am. Unfortunately, Good luck, yeah. everyone. No, it works every year. It's yeah, fortunate. You don't want me in charge. No, but you're a good helper. You lift things and move things. Hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so this year, we're just going to wave at everybody when they come in and say, hey, glad you're here. Park over there and bring your lawn chair Ooh. and we'll sit. Yeah, it's going to be like less work for feet me, apart. actually. Yeah, because we're, we're going to do a lot less community activities and a lot less checking in we're just going to be glad everybody's there. we're just going to sit 
a little far away from each other and just sit wait. a little farther. That's not how that song goes. <laughs> With Wrigley's gum? No, that's not how. You, no. No. Okay. Hey, Lindsay, what? are you going to camp in a trailer? Or are you going to do the, the thing about getting a cabin this time? I'm going to camp in a trailer. Are you? Yeah. PJ? I am definitely camping in a trailer. I'm going to camp in a trailer too. Wait, what trailer are you taking? I have no idea, but I'm going to find one. Okay. I know where I can find one. <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> uh, it might right. be harder than it sounds. We're getting trailers coming in right now, but they're all sold. They're all sold so, forever and ever. Yeah. I'll, I'll find something. Uh, and I'll it's, find it's something. even hard to get uh, an opening with one of our rental units because they're going out mm-hmm. every last one of them every week right now. All right. So somebody trade in a really cool unit. So that so I can, PJ take, can it take it to, to the, the rally. To the rally. <laughs> All right. So bring me your old, tired, used trailer so I can. But also, it has to be cool. Go yeah, camping. really cool. But old, I want a cool tired. one. Okay. All right. Bring her a vintage holiday house. We'll see. I'll just, I'll just be the mystery trailer. She likes Shastas. Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I do. Okay. Well, hey, let's let's wind this part down because I think that oh, there's we got some, so much more fun to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's. I mean, ones and zeros, data, getting your internet, Wi-Fi, all the places. Yeah. Hey, if they can help me understand this, I am both feet in. Well, let's go. Well, this morning we have a chance to speak to Cherie and Chris. They are Ground Zero. They're the team behind the Mobile Internet Resource Center. And I'm and I'm going to tell you, I looked them up because uh, a couple of weeks ago we did a podcast and we were just asking questions <laughs> about mobile internet. And, and I had a question. And and I tried, but I wasn't. It was yeah, not we, sufficient. <laughs> we are not the experts. No. So, so uh, I found the experts. And so Chris hi, and Cherie, yeah. welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast. Yeah. It is a pleasure to be here. So glad to have you guys. We found someone who would join us who probably hasn't heard our podcast. So they now know um, uh, how crazy we are. But you've already accepted. You're here. You're stuck. (laughs) They set aside an hour. (laughs) Oh, good. You're on your boat. Yes. We are currently on our boat. So we ha- we have been full-time nomads for 14 years. We started out in 2006. In a tiny, tiny travel trailer. In a tab. Uh, tab uh, Clam drop. Yeah. In a tab. Wow. Yeah, Full-time so in a tab. 14 years ago. That would have been, wait, wait, wait. Let me do some math. Almost the first ones. Yeah, they were only uh, a few years old. Yeah, the tab was, was a new design. Um, I got really excited. I actually set off solo um, in a tab. It was perfect for a solo guy who was going to go see the country. <laughs> the last, I, I modified my tab immediately. I took it apart and rebuilt it with solar and mobile internet and all this other stuff. Then it had all that great stuff, but it didn't have a toilet, didn't have air conditioning, didn't even have a fridge. And the last thing I expected was to find somebody who wanted to sell her house and move in with me. But then I met Shree that first year. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. And was the tab part of the attraction? <laughs> um, it, it, I had a pop-up camper at the time that I had bought. I lived in Florida and I had bought it as kind of an, a hurricane escape pot, something so that if I had to evacuate a hurricane, I could get away. I could have my home or a home around me, but that got me into RVing um, even uh, before. I it always camp. does. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was work at home. I was a software developer. So as long as I had internet, I could work from wherever I was. So I was already doing a lot of travel. So when I encountered him online, like, 
oh, intriguing. And then we communicated for many months. And it was really our, our shared passion for technology, for mobility, for travel. Yeah. Um, and, and just we kind of set out that first year as as kind of a trial run to see how this worked. And in the tab, we, we quickly realized that it was great for a new relationship, but you know, <laughs> not having a bathroom in board is is, is 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 challenging. Not having air conditioning is challenging. So we made plans and went kind of regrouped and actually had an Oliver custom made for us, which was still super small, but it had everything that you could possibly imagine. Yeah. So that was our next adventure in RVing. And okay. Yeah. So this is always a question is, is the progression. So tab to Oliver, what's, what is, what is the timeline? Okay. So we did a full, so he did about six months solo in the tab. Okay. We met, we did about a year of trial running it. And then we spent seven months full time on the road doing a cross country trip back from Florida to Washington. In the tab. In the tab. Yeah. And we got back, we said, okay, we want to do this lifestyle. We want to continue on. So we needed something larger. So we, that's when we had the Oliver travel trailer custom built for us. And if you're not familiar with Oliver, that is yeah. uh, based on the Casita design, but they're all kind of hand built. Like su super built. high end Casita. Basically. Yes. So we okay. had the Oliver, gorgeous. Uh, built for us in 2008 and uh, we full-timed in that for nearly three years. And then at that time we decided, well, we had a cat adopt us along the way and she demanded more space. <laughs> she wanted her own room. Oh, it's all about the cat. <laughs> all about the cat. And, and, and the Oliver was so well built that we actually were able to sell it for more than we paid for it new. So it was like, wow, this never happens in the RV world. <gasps> After three years <laughs> so at that time, uh, the guy who bought it, who gave us that incredible offer on it, wanted the truck and the trailer delivered that literally left us homeless on the side of the road with a backpack <laughs> and a cat. Um, so at that point, we purchased um, a month-long Amtrak rail pass. Oh, yeah. I and love we that. spent a month riding the rails around the country looking at vintage buses. Our dream was to get a vintage bus because we fell in love. We wanted a, a, a motor home. We wanted something more space, but we didn't want 40 feet. We wanted then to get a 35 foot bus. You have to go back to the 1960s because that's when that before they made buses bigger. And so we bought a 1961 GM 4106 back in 2011. And, uh, it was already converted and we reconverted it over the years, made it high tech, solar and things like that. So that's been... Uh, we full-timed that up into 2017, and that's when we bought the boat, which we're currently talking to you from. Um, and we still have the bus, and we have the boat, and we also have a, a Travado van yeah. conversion that we use yeah. as a shuttlecraft. Yeah, we, we decided to get nice. rid of a car and say, why not just have a van that can be our cross-country and adventure vehicle? And it's like the idea of having a regular car now seems silly. It's like, I want I want everything I had travel and have a bed and a bathroom. It's just yeah. period. It's like, <laughs> so you have a boat, a van, and the a bus. bus. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I have to ask. The, <gasps> I oh have my God! To, I want to live your life. Okay. Well, the obvious question here, I Lindsay. Quit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I said, that's my obvious question. Everybody would want to live that life, but most people have to make money to acquire right. those treasures and to travel. How did you guys do that? Oh, and he used to have a job at Palm and Palm Source, so the old Palm, Palm Pilots, Pilots. Mm -hmm. that became smartphones mm -hmm. and. Uh, Palm he Pilots, wow. Background in uh, mobile technology. And as I mentioned before, I was a software developer when I hit the road with him. And I just continued to run my software development business from the road. And we just needed mobile internet to do that. And, and 
all, all through that process, you know, we were, we were doing some consulting stuff and running her business and stuff. And, and all, all from the time we came together, we were sharing on the technomadia.com blog, our personal blog, how we were doing this and our travel adventures. And people would always ask, well, how, how are you staying connected? How are you able to work from the road? We get, get that question so many right. times. Before you're we like, were, hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a business <laughs> so, coming to us. Well, as a hobby, we were helping answering people the answering yeah. the question all the time. And then when my father passed away in 2013, I ran the software business with him. That's when we decided uh, it was time to transition our own things to be our own brand, our own yeah. legacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we... Uh, then published our very first mobile internet handbook uh, in 2013. I thought I could publish it once, quit, people would quit asking questions, right? And then we could go on and find what our next business was. And it turns out they kept asking yes. more questions. Spoiler alert. It's creating more demand. The world changes. And, 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 yeah, the world changes and people keep having questions and new things come out and right. everything like that. So the, 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 the book turned into a a Facebook group that turned into a, little a nightmare. A nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> All these people asking questions and not following and not reading anything. So we had somebody suggest it's like, well, why don't you just charge people and have a, a have a business around this as a membership site? And we're like, that's Ooh, crazy. That's crazy. Who on earth is going to pay <laughs> for us to tell Tons them? Tons of people. Go get Verizon. Do y'all see me raising my hand? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and it turned into a really nice business. It still keeps us working way too much, but now we're right. no longer quite as it's, it's, it's no longer frustrating because it is our full-time job, yeah. our, our passion and uh, really just merges everything that brought us together as a yeah. couple technology and mobility and the drive to help people. Yeah. So. Okay. Two questions. I always have these weirdest questions. First of all, you met online. Yes. Well, of course. Uh, is it a dating site or was it just no, no. answering well, questions in a forum or what? So, so, so we were port. both bloggers on LiveJournal, which was like way before Facebook thing. And uh, there was a, on a Prius forum there. And when I moved into the tab, the one thing I loved my Prius, I'd been on road trips on my Prius. I've been to Burning Man on my Prius. I carried an airplane in the back of my Prius, all these things. But the one thing a Prius wouldn't do is it wouldn't tow a trailer. And I was very sad. So I traded my Prius with a friend for her Jeep and I posted a farewell of my Prius in the Prius forum with a pretty picture of my Jeep in my dab saying i really gonna miss the prius community but i'm off on new adventures and i had just bought a prius and i was looking for a way to turn off the stupid backup beep so, uh, <laughs> and she, she saw my post and wrote to me and said hey you sound cool and basically and we started because corresponding well like you can Aww. that is so cool you <laughs> fell in love over a prius Yes, basically. Okay. Well, I, you know, it's got to be true love right out of the gate. If she's going (laughs) to like travel with you in a tab with no bathroom and no air conditioning. And no Prius. And no no Prius. Prius. I can't have my Prius too for this guy. Oh Oh my my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Two abandoned Priuses. The next question. Yeah. The next question. Your internet handbook. Is it still viable today or is it ancient history? So well, the version from 2013 is a collector's item. It's got vintage <laughs> technology in it. But it's the, paperweight, uh, literally. Uh, you can find it on the website, uh, mobileinternetinfo.com slash book. And it is available as a free download if you would like it. Um, this was written about two years ago, and we intentionally wrote it to be very high level. It's more about the concepts and the challenges of mobile internet than going into the specifics. Yes. And that's when we launched, we launched the website in 2014. And that's now 
it's a it's a platform that we can update daily day. as stuff changes. So <laughs> right. we've had two major breaking stories in the industry just this week. To really? To update a whole okay. Bunch of stuff. So what are, what are our two major breaking stories? Come on, come on, oh come my on. Gosh. Oh, oh, well, oh. just this morning, um, you guys probably know WineGuard and Wi-Fi Ranger. Um, WineGuard has acquired Wi-Fi Ranger, so now they are one company for oh. the roof of RVs. So that is brand new as of this two morning. Hours ago, two yeah. hours ago. Yeah, we're just covering that. Wow. And then, uh, on um, tomorrow, uh, Verizon's launching new data plans. So we had to go cover that as well. Well, there you go. So um, wow. do you have like your little moles hidden in these different companies who contact you whenever things are kind of on the horizon? We, we have some moles, but mo- and also we have now, because we've been doing it so long, we've got really good relationships with a lot of companies. Uh-huh. So a lot of companies will give us pre-briefings and uh, no stuff mole that's needed. <laughs> no, no, no. Other times, other times that we do appreciate when moles, particularly from the bigger companies like the cell companies and stuff, we've got insiders sometimes will tell us little tips about how the plans really work or things like that. We can d- dive deep into the things they don't necessarily want people to know. But we built the whole Mobile Internet Resource Center to be unbiased. We are not sponsored. We don't do advertising. We don't take kickbacks. We don't do reviews for pay or anything like that. We are what. 100% member funded. So all of our funding comes from members. So we're accountable to them. And that has built a reputation for us. We're kind of like, you know, without getting into branding stuff, <laughs> uh, we're kind of the consumer reports of mobile. Internet. If I may, what, how does, how does the membership system work? What, how does it was the entry point? What does it do for someone to become a member? Okay. Well, we give out a ton of free content. That's mm-hmm. our thing. And we love to give content. So we've got our YouTube channel. Even the, the book is free. Yeah. I mean, that's how free. I found you. Uh, right. Uh, we've got the the Facebook group where we have you know we, we have paid staff that answers questions all for day free, long yeah. for free in there, um, and then if you want to go deeper, so you want to get to our reviews, you want to have interactive guidance where we'll go much more in depth mm-hmm. in our forums and we do webinars with our members. Uh, they get discounts with some of the vendors. So when a vendor approaches us and offers an affiliate relationship, we say no, we don't do affiliates. Uh, but instead, would you give a higher discount to our members? Uh, private discount right right. say yes what a great program so then being a member is is really valuable and, and yeah, the members get access to to so many other kind of like deeper resources. And because um, we, yeah. we have a we have a motto in <laughs> our industry, we will go and look at other RV groups and forums and we're, we're monitoring them all the time to see if news is coming out in those channels. And the question comes up about 40 times a day is <laughs> what does everyone use for Internet? Absolutely. Yes. You get 600 different answers. Some of them are talking about systems that were viable 10 years ago. Yes. <laughs> Some are complete. People just don't understand the difference between Wi-Fi and cellular, which is yeah. something you guys covered on that. Your last yeah. they podcast listened. on the topic. <laughs> you li- oh, no. Oh, dear. We're caught. <laughs> we're exposed. We did the interview and we still don't understand. We, we, haven't, we haven't asked them where we went wrong yet. No, we will. <laughs> They'll help us, I bet. Free. So what, we, what we created with our our stuff is we're focused on education and mm-hmm. we're focused on there is no Helping one people understand and there is no one size fits all solution what works for me our system is not going to be the right system for everybody in fact it's not going to be the right system for most people because most people aren't working online full time and doing video interviews like this right several times a week a lot of our viewers out there 
are going on a vacation. Maybe they're working remotely a few hours from that vacation. Maybe they, all they need is email, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. They don't necessarily need unlimited data plans and boosters and antennas and all this other equipment. Yeah. Uh, so we all have to look at what our needs are for mobile yeah. internet and then and, look at what the options that are currently and available. And often one of the things we do for people is because we're not affiliate driven is we talk them out of spending money. I mean, in particular, it's like, do you really want to spend $600 on a booster when you could buy a $30 antenna? Let's talk about your real needs and actually you probably don't need to spend all that money dial it down right unless you really need it here here's right. how to decide yeah that's so cool we do that a lot with like solar and off-the-grid stuff right now customers mm-hmm. come in and they're like yeah i need that 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 the latest and greatest and and before we know it they're up to spending ten thousand dollars right. and we're like well what are you what are you going to do and they said well, I just want to be sure I don't run out of energy. <laughs> okay. Right, but I'm going, okay, I'm going to okay. our RV parks are going to have Wait, yeah. <laughs> let's and, talk. And have you ever had a cloudy day? You know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like whoa, but I I think we're all information hungry, and right. we all assume that we don't know enough. So when you listen to, like you guys, you hear responses, you monitor what people are responding to, and you're like. Wow, all of these can be done, but really is all of that needed? And for the most part, a lot of times it isn't. It's, it's. I hate to say wasted money, but it's overkill for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. People, and people want quick answers and there's so much information out there on the yeah. web. You to, if you go in and look for mobile internet in an RV, I'm sure you came up with lots of YouTube channels, sure. and lots of YouTube videos, sure. and mm-hmm. everyone's got a workable solution for them right but what the piece that most people forget about is wait a minute what's going to work for me yeah and, and the stuff changes so much that what somebody did a video about a year ago is that you probably can't get that anymore or yeah. It's right yeah <laughs> we had a great togo podcast uh, yeah, and then it, and yeah that, that got went away right it, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> within a week at&t changed the plan Oh, uh-huh. you were right there. Right <laughs> yeah. <at> that timing. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. one's obsolete. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good at that. Um, but that's what impressed us about you guys is that you said, you know, look, you know, pare this down and you don't need everything in the world. There's always a bigger, badder way to do it, but <laughs> you may not need to do that. And I will tell you what I look for when I come to this subject, which is what you heard me say in that podcast a few weeks ago is... I don't want to understand it. I honestly don't want to understand it. Um, if someone asks me how a true Mawada heater or an Aldi system works, I don't want to understand the mechanics of it. I want to know what it does for me. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I specialize in is what's it going to do for me? So, That's the part that we really wanted help with because the technical stuff is going to be so over my head. And if it's over my head, it's going to be over most of our customers' heads. Right. So, um, yeah, the geeky guys are already going to know this. But (laughs) I am not that guy. I hire those guys. Thank you, Clint. Well, I'm here. Hey, (laughs) I have a question because, I mean, this is something that comes up with our our discussion on solar and lithium, but it's bound to be the same with you. We've had such an influx of new people in the RVing space. This has got to be mean just an influx of people coming to you as a resource just this year. 2020 because of COVID-19 changes and whatnot. Have you seen a big jump? 
Absolutely. We have seen a huge jump in membership and viewership and readership of our and, free content. And newbie questions over and, and over and over again. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, is, it is becoming more and more difficult because a lot of people are on a more rushed path than Yeah, normal. I want right. it and I want right. it now. Right. Right. I want to buy the RV. I don't want to go and research the difference between a class A and a class C. I just want to go buy an RV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you got to mm-hmm. do some homework first. And then <laughs> like, I just want internet. Give me internet. Right. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and so many people now have the option of working from home, which is great. It's, you know, so many more people than ever before can work remotely. But then that kind of ups the how critical their internet is from like, well, I just need to check emails and book my next site to if I get disconnected, I could get fired. So suddenly the heat is on. Right. And they're, yes. they're having a lot more pressure and a lot more panic, I guess. And yeah. Just trying to- guide them, talk them down, encourage them to go slow, but not too slow so you don't get fired. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. What right. you actually need. Man, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. So yeah. can we start at the first basic level? I'm traveling. Sure. I need to check my emails. I need to know if my mother falls and breaks her hip. I need to just stay connected so that I get the basics, email, Facebook, that kind of thing. Where do I start? Do you have a smartphone? I do. Oh, wow. You're on your 99% of the way there. <laughs> the personal mobile hotspot off of the smartphone is the simplest and easiest way for someone who has basic needs to keep connected. Most smartphone plans on the market today have an allotment of high-speed mobile hotspot use off of the smartphone. And if as long as you're not trying to stream video or do video chats like this, like we're doing today, that's going to be just fine for checking email on your laptop, maybe even doing a short FaceTime video with your mom after she breaks her hip to make yeah. it. <laughs> maybe before she breaks her hip. That's what yeah, I want. That would be preferable and prevent her from. And, and then kind of the, the pro tip is, is most of those hotspot plans, most, most of those smartphone plans that have limits on how much mobile hotspot data you can use actually are unlimited if you're doing things on the phone. So if you do the FaceTime call on your laptop, you're burning through your data crazy fast. But if you do a FaceTime call on your phone, you could FaceTime 24-7 and it's fine. And the, the same is if you want to watch a movie. If you watch the movie on your laptop, okay. well, you're burning Hot. your data like crazy. But if you watch the movie on your phone, it's kind of small, but you can watch it all you want. Hot tip. Now, what about what is the weak point of using your, you, your phone? Are you okay, PJ? Uh, no, I, I don't understand. Oh. Well, well, because why is it different? Literally at step one. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So, so why is it different on your phone than on your computer? Because right? you're not I actually don't mind playing right. dumb. But if no. OK. And <laughs> maybe I don't get it either. But if you're on your phone watching a movie, you're not actually using a hotspot. You're using right. data. You're oh, not. So you're running taking the Internet from your phone right. and putting it on right. another device. So, so the way that, that the carriers sense. have positioned their quote unquote unlimited plans, we always put quotes around <laughs> the words unlimited when we're talking about carrier plans. Yes. Right. It may um, go so slow it won't stream after a while, right. but it so will be there. they're talking about unlimited data for use on the phone, checking your okay. email. Doing okay. FaceTime sure. But then what, the fine print is all yeah. down there. <laughs> that personal mobile hotspot use, what all the plans are assuming is that you have a cable or DSL or an office connection that is your primary internet. And, and that the personal mobile hotspot is just for when uh, maybe you're on a business trip yeah. or you're going out and for a coffee date. Or when I can't find a Starbucks. Because they don't want people to think, hey, you know, I've got unlimited hotspot on my phone. Why am I paying for cable internet at home? I'm just going to cancel the cable and I've got it here. The network can't handle if everybody figured that trick out. So they put special brakes on. So unlimited 
on here, but when this is sharing the connection, then the meter starts running and it will cut you off after you go so a certain distance. Right. Yes. Or or throttle it back so that it doesn't yes. right. really work. So it's, sorry, Clint, okay. we cut you off. Yeah, no, sorry, thank you. No, that I mean, totally cleared up. Your, your face was yeah. like I just, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know it's so basic, but, no, but it, when customers ask me these questions and I think I know the answer and then I start talking and I realize, wait, am I, am I helping or am I confusing? And right. uh, yeah, it's pretty clear and what the, I do. The challenge is though, for those of us that are RVing more than just for a weekend or something like that, mm-hmm. we are depending on our cellular connection to be our primary home internet connection. Yes. We are the exact use case that the carriers don't want to support. So now we have to steer people <laughs> through the, the, the cracks and the crevices to find the the ways to get more data than the carrier really wants them to have and how to how to navigate and how to how to actually get Adjust real unlimited data experiences. So yeah. If you watch your Netflix show on your your smartphone, it's a small screen, but you can get an adapter out of the port that plugs into the HDMI outlet of your of a larger TV. Right. That's not hotspot data. That's just mirroring the image from your smartphone to the screen. Well, suddenly you've got unlimited Netflix streaming at high resolution. On a 70-inch screen in your big class A. Without <sighs> impacting your mobile hotspot use. Look at that. We're, we're going to sell these cables. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say all you need is this cable connection. Yeah, and 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 then here's another thing that might save you you headaches is is like for for iPhones there's a the the lightning to HDMI adapter yes. the one from Apple works for Netflix and for all these other things there's a lot of not cheap knockoffs that are a quarter the price but they don't work for copy protected video so people say I got one for 15 bucks on Amazon they plug it in and it works for their home screen maybe it works for YouTube but it doesn't work for Netflix and they're all upset so but the real uh-huh. Apple one boom you're watching it on a big screen and there's, yeah. a, there's options for Android phones yeah and the well. same thing with Android and stuff like that too are oh, you Apple great people tip. or Android people we're Apple people. Duh. Why did I even ask? It's got I know. Vitamins and nutrients in it just works. We have somebody here who's not an Apple person. Well, just because I don't understand it, I'm the first one to admit it. <laughs> well, yeah. stick with what you know. Yeah, that's you know? right. There's no bad so back to the original question for someone who has basic mobile internet needs. Maybe they're just going out for a few weeks at a time, maybe even just a weekend or RVer. Mm-hmm. Hotspot off your smartphone is the easiest. And yes. you what the other downsides are besides that data cap is, and that's if you have a weak cellular signal, mm-hmm. the only way, though there's two ways to get a better signal to your phone when you are in a weak signal. The first one is to go out on your picnic table and hold the phone up like the Statue of Liberty. Love it. Yeah, that still works. We've, we've, all, we've all tried that, but it, it yeah. never works well for no, me. No, it's a lawn chair on top of your RV. Works oh, yeah. Beautifully. yeah. yeah. Then I have the broken hip, okay? So, your, 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 your podcast has a liability clause. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Do not try this at home, folks, all right? We said but, but it. The, the only other way to get a better signal to a smartphone, because it doesn't have antenna ports to directly plug in an external right. antenna is using a cellular booster. And a cellular booster is a multi-hundred dollar equipment purchase and an installation challenge, which I'm sure you guys are are aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like, okay, if you're only going out for a few weeks a year, is it worth spending $600 on a booster Mm -hmm. and going through the installation of it when actually boosters 
aren't always the best for right. data performance. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is one of one of the catches because all the booster ma manufacturers and all, a lot of the videos say, hey, I turned on the booster and I went from one bar to four bar. And but bars are meaningless unless you're going out to drink. Right. Um, right. The, 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 a one bar signal for data can be just as fast as a four bar. And sometimes actually turning on a booster will cut your speed down. So you'll see more bars. But if you actually what? were to do a speed test, your connection will get slower. So a lot of people think, oh, boosters, ah, I turned it on. I got more bars and like did it actually make your signal better in really weak areas it can improve things for you a lot but actually in stronger signal areas you leave the booster turned on it's acting like a jammer in some ways it's plugging up one ear and you're getting slower speeds and you're actually making it slower for your neighbors too probably wow so the bars are it aren't aren't yeah reliable. i'm stuck back at the bars <laughs> not the bars drinking drink ones for beer. bars for beer bars yeah. for beer so why are not they there ever. just to uh, trick you well, may I, may make I? us feel better <laughs> may I? Well, okay. Okay. So, all right clint okay so let, let's say you have a tiny little garden hose okay and it's running at half volume and then you have a and you're like i need i need a bigger hose so you get a bigger hose but you run the same amount of water through it you haven't increased the quality or the number of the, the amount of water running through it you just have a bigger hose but so it makes me of, feel better inside well that's just well, is, yes. is, is, is visual <laughs> but, but but actually in your your example there with a hose is when you're putting a booster on what you're actually doing is you're doing a reducer on that bigger hose uh, you're getting a little bit more pressure but you're getting uh, less volume yeah sometimes uh, but, but one uh, of the things you're asking about like what why are the bars there that you could think of the bars as being like how far to the edge of the cliff you are so um if if you if you've got a five bar signal, that means there you're you're probably you're you're not going to be close to going out of range. But if you've got a one bar signal, that means you take fifteen steps that direction and you might have no signal whatsoever. So so the 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 bars are basically just how close to the edge you are. But if you've got a signal, even a one or two bar signal, sometimes it can still be very very fast. That's a much better visual. I like that one better. I'm yeah. editing mine out. Yeah, leave <laughs> leave the questions to the professionals, Clint. <laughs> they answer them apparently hundreds of times. This every is how week. I learn. Yes. I make mistakes on Bad microphones. Bad analogies. Well, <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, we know now what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So we need a little bit more. Our cellular signal is weak. The Wi-Fi booster is hundreds and hundreds of dollars and cellular may or may not help us. Yeah, so oh, yeah, the cellular boosters. booster. Okay. Yeah, so, so what is some of the popular cellular booster brands? So the most popular that most people, have, when they start to research it, they'll come across is WeBoost, which is a company run by Wilson Electronics. They've been in business for many, many years, and they are kind of the gold standard. They do produce a very solid product it, in our independent testing. It always performs the most consistent. So um, is there a situation where a WeBoost would be a big help to you? Oh, yes. Definitely. And, and the particular thing, and this is where a lot of people also get confused, is they, they focus on downloads. And for most people, download is what matters for them. That's if you're downloading things and, and streaming videos to you. And a booster doesn't always make a big difference on downloads, but sometimes it makes a huge difference on uploads. So if you're uploading to YouTube or if you're doing a two-way video or something like that, that's where turning on that booster suddenly because the, the booster is boosting your signal back to the tower even more than it's boosting the signal coming to you. Oh. The tower is a big giant transmitter. Your phone's a teeny tiny little thing. So having that booster acting as a megaphone means it could talk to the tower so much faster sometimes. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I, need, I need one of those. 
Yeah. <laughs> a wee boost. Well, anything yeah. that boosts the upload. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One moment. Small pitfall here. Hey, no, it's special <clears throat> guest star. Yes, absolutely. Ah, uh, he does so good ninety five percent of the time. But my goodness, it's hard. It's hard to be five. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. That's um, why I stopped this morning. I'm six what? now. <laughs> You're six now. Six. Maturity. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so we've got cellular data, and we we've learned about the the bars and and how that re- relates or doesn't relate and then we've boosted our cellular data and this really gets probably i would say what 90 percent of most people's needs Uh, no a cellular booster probably not we don't recommend starting with a cellular booster unless you're You're optimizing for smartphones mm -hmm. and you really rely on mobile internet okay but for a lot of people getting a device like a mobile hotspot like this instead of letting your phone create the local wi-fi network you get a a dedicated device this is basically like a yeah like that that's a your nighthawk for at&t it's a a phone without the phone part it just makes the wi-fi network this is these mobile hotspot devices there you go hotspots unite there we go all right um (laughs) they are dedicated to the purpose of data they are creating a wi-fi network that is a little bit stronger than what your your phone will do so you're you can attach your laptops to it a lot easier yeah. and and your phone will fall asleep if you're not actively using it and stuff like that whereas you could turn one of these on and keep your network up all the time which is really so, nice so for people that are needing to do things like maybe if they need to talk on their phone yes, and online at the same time this is going with a mobile hotspot device is a preferable option uh, yes but the other feature that a lot of hotspot devices have are those antenna ports on the back uh-huh. and then i feel like that Clint just showed also has this um but this allows you to attach external antennas to the hotspot device which there's a technology in uh, in cellular called MIMO. That's multiple in, multiple out is what it stands for. And it basically just means that cellular devices have multiple antennas in them, like our ears. We have multiple ears. Mm-hmm. So it's able to use a technology that is called signal diversity. So it's basically each ear is hearing slightly different things. And then the brain or the modem mm-hmm. inside of the hotspot device or our cell phones have the same technology combines those different signals to get the best performance together. And that's why boosters aren't effective with data as much. Because MIMO, if you can just put bigger ears on the hotspot device, they can hear multiple signals louder, and then they can do more with that data and make a faster data connection. So being able to attach this little Netgear MIMO antenna is like $40 on Amazon. It's got two antennas inside of it. And it just has these two two antenna leads on it. This just suction cups to the window of your RV. Uh No expensive mounting, no holes in the roof. And then just plugs into the device. And you can sometimes double the download and upload capacity of your data connection with this. And about 80% of the time, this this solution will outperform a booster. Okay, I need one of those. Yeah. Uh, you need one of everything. You have the Netgear Nighthawk already. So having having this suction cup in the window and uh, you know for so many people it's like do you really want to spend a $600 booster and have it installed on your roof and it's not going to work all the time? Cuz an antenna like this it 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 will work 
all the time. It's, and you, it's, can, you can put bigger MIMO, MIMO antennas yeah, on your roof of your RV. You permanently mounted ones uh, and permanently stuff. mount them. Um, so for Is, people that are setting out with needing a, a data on the road to be more, if they're using the word reliable <laughs> in <laughs> the sentence of their needs, <laughs> we steer them towards, okay, hot, use your hotspot off your phone as kind of a backup option or when you're away from the RV. But find a solution that allows you to have a dedicated data connection with an external antenna mm. that's going to serve you a lot better on the road. Yep. Wow. So is there a brand of those external antennas that's more popular? Or this, this one that I'm holding up right here is called Netgear. It's by a company called Netgear. Mm-hmm. And it's their MIMO antenna. It's suction cups to a window. You do have to generally aim it towards the tower. So you might have to try the different windows in your RV at each time this you stop. This one's very mm-hmm. popular because there's no installation required other than the suction cups, which fall off all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, what they do. But this one's very popular because of the ease of it. It's something you just take out. You just suction cup it to a window. It's $40 on Amazon. Uh, but there are a lot of more higher-end antennas that you can do on the roof. And there's several, several brands and companies that we yeah. track and we test. We take them out of the road and we test them and we give our members head-to-head comparisons. Yeah. And a lot of it also comes down to what space do you have on your roof? Yeah. And, and right. what, and what right. the aesthetics. If you're putting something permanently on your v, R, RV, you care how it looks. And so there's there's some that, you know, yes. hey, that looks sleek and stylish. I want that one. It's like, okay, go for it. It's like, yeah. So go. instead of looking for like a Wi-Fi booster or a cell booster, I look for a MIMO antenna. Yeah, that's a way to go. And, and you, you keep referencing like Wi-Fi. And a lot of people do get excited because they think the RV parks are going to have free Wi-Fi and they'll be able to mm. use that. And I, I see Clint. <laughs> because that's the question that people, that's the word people know. You're right. right. Well, so Wi-Fi and cellular are two different wireless technologies. Wi-Fi is a networking term. It is like your computers behind you are connected probably to a central network and they might be connected over an ethernet cable or they might be connected over a wireless signal called Wi-Fi. And that Wi-Fi is designed to be pretty short range. So it's not designed to cover miles and miles of coverage. A cellular signal on the other hand is operated by a cellular company, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, Sprint, being mm-hmm. merged in with them right now. Um, and then they're distributing a signal that might be five miles or 20 miles being from that, tower, picked right. from that mm-hmm. tower. It's a longer range technology, but they're different. You have to pay for your cellular connection to the company that you're subscribed mm-hmm. to. Whereas anybody can set up a Wi-Fi network. You probably got one in your office. When you turn on your phone in personal hotspot mode, it's making your own private little Wi-Fi network. And the catch with Wi-Fi networks is because they're, they're public and anybody can do them is that they're all these networks are kind of talking on the same airwaves and kind of interfering with each other. So that is why one of the reasons Wi-Fi is really only intended to be a short range network because mm-hmm. you've got otherwise you'd have everybody talk, t- talking on top of each other if they're trying to do it over so, distance. Like, for instance, they're in your office. You've got your office Wi-Fi network going. If mm-hmm. you turned on the hotspot on your phone, Clint turned on the Wi-Fi network of that Netgear Nighthawk, well, there's probably all going to start to collide with each yeah. other. And if and you everyone's... all tried to watch a movie at once, then you got problems. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but so then when you have like campgrounds, they, they want to offer like, hey, we put up Wi-Fi for our customers. Um, if they don't do it right, you know, the, the simple thing they do is they just put like a little basic uh, um, home router up right. in the front office. Right. And the, the Wi-Fi doesn't reach more than 20, 30 feet outside of the front office. So they, they really, unless you carry your laptop up to the, the front office, there really is no Wi-Fi. Some RV parks invest in 
putting more Wi-Fi transmitters around the park and they can have better coverage that way. But if they don't professionally install it, sometimes we've seen it, they're all transmitting on the same channel. So it's, it's, you know, uh, the Wi-Fi signal might be strong everywhere, but the performance is horrible. But there, but there are Wi-Fi, what people call Wi-Fi boosters. It's basically putting an antenna and a router on your roof that is designed to pick up a more distance Wi-Fi signal than, say, what your laptop can pick up. Your laptop might be able to connect to a Wi-Fi signal a thousand feet away. Mm-hmm. A booster uh, might yeah. may be able to get a quarter mile away. Okay. Um, so a lot of people will install something, a Wi-Fi Ranger, WineGuard, mm-hmm. uh, Alpha, these are some brands of Wi-Fi equipment that allow you to pick up a Wi-Fi signal from further away. But that Wi-Fi network behind it has to have enough bandwidth to share with everyone in the, the campground. Mm-hmm. So just getting a better signal doesn't necessarily mean better performance. Right. And, and one, one thing we encourage people, we call it the Wi-Fi worthiness test. And again, this is trying to talk people out of spending money is they're like, hey, I'm at this RV park and it's got, got Wi-Fi and I want to get it in my RV. I can't get the signal in my RV. I'm like, well, OK, take your laptop, go up to the front office. And is the Wi-Fi fast enough in the front office for you to do the work you want to do or stream the videos you want to do. And most of the time they'll say, no, it's horrible up there as well. I'm like, like, well, if it's horrible in the front office, no matter what you do, it's going to be horrible in your RV. Then it doesn't matter. There's no fixing it. Yeah, there's no fixing it. But if it is good up there, then it might be worthwhile getting some Some, sort of antenna that can pick up that signal better. Because then you can bring some of that experience back to your RV. So it sounds to me, all right, from, from, my point of view, it sounds to me like you're saying Wi-Fi is pretty iffy when you're on the road. It is expensive to get a Wi-Fi booster and mm-hmm. probably not worth it most of the time. So if you just do a little work boosting cell service, your cellular and work from there, if that will work for you and you don't need to do just huge amounts of data and work from mm-hmm. home, that's really the best avenue to try to stay connected. For a lot of people, yes, because you're only going to find those Wi-Fi networks at commercial RV parks. If you're wanting to go to state parks, Army Corps of Engineer parks, you want to go boondocking, you're not going to find Wi-Fi networks anyway. Right. So if you're wanting, unless you're sticking okay. to commercial RV parks, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's some great ones out there. Sure. Unless you're, you're a KOA likely, jumper. You're, yeah. you're going to want to have an option that you can use when you're not at a commercial RV park. Right. And so once you've already done a lot of work to have a good cellular setup, then the Wi-Fi becomes kind of just a backup thing. It's like, well, I've already got good cellular and I've already got a big enough data plan to handle my needs. You start, you get to the point where you stop even bothering to try Wi-Fi because even if it's good, you've already got cellular figured out. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that is important though is, is you know, the one of the most important things for people who have to be reliably connected on the road is redundancy. So the, having just one way online is not going to cut it if you have to, if, if in, internet's important to you. So having a backup, whether it's switching from Verizon to AT&T or having a backup onto T-Mobile or having a backup, you know, some people carry a backup on satellite or having Wi-Fi as a backup is having additional backups helps you when whatever your primary way isn't working. Mm-hmm. So if you are really dependent on it and let's say my job is to report on the news every night, no matter where I am, then I got to have that service no matter where I am somehow. So they mm-hmm. run, so they have two different cellular plans yeah. and, well, or a cellular plan and a satellite plan or more. Um, so there's currently four 
carriers, T-Mobile and, and Sprint at present time are mm-hmm. in the process of merging their networks. But um, there's AT&T, there's Verizon, T-Mobile and Sprint. There's satellite service. And there's also, of course, using public Wi-Fi sources. Those are the primary ways as RVers keep connected across the country. And in any one location that you go to, one of those might be the best option, but not always. And right. it might be varying by time. So that's why it's our, as people who have more demanding connectivity needs and serious needs, you can go up to like things like a cellular embedded router. Like this is a Pepwave Max Transit Duo. Whoa. It actually has two cellular modems in it. So you can be connected to AT&T and Verizon simultaneously, and the router can balance the connection across no them kidding. and can even get a bonding service that will basically combine those connections into one. So if one drops out, People on the other end of your stream, if you're broadcasting the news or doing a, a video interview, they won't even notice a little hiccup. So, so in your case, you said you have an issue there at your office where you occasionally just go down. Well, if you bonded together an AT&T connection as a backup, you wouldn't notice it. Yeah. Hey, PJ, guess what? I need one of those. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the most expensive interview we have ever done. Thank you very much, guys. PJ, you made me do podcasts and videos. Oh, my gosh. Some of these are actually kind of affordable. Like for the one that works great is an office backup. Like the the balanced twenty uh, x which we're in testing right now, it's, it's three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, and you just put an AT and T plan and, in there if your office connection goes down, right. and you can even USB tether or uh, Ethernet tether your your, your uh, Nighthawk into it, and then you've got the bonding features in there, and you've got a really affordable uh, office sl- s- and system. And your office gives- won't drop out again. That's that's Pepwave doesn't just do mobile stuff. That's actually a lot of their uh, their customers are offices that are worried about those kind of dropouts. So. You think they're going to back up to your regular network? You think they're going to figure out that that I podcast with people for consulting purposes? I I, I tell you what, I don't know. (laughs) I I can tell you that all of this makes sense to me when you say it. I could not regurgitate it and I could not execute it, but it all does kind of make more sense. Um, But. You know, you get you get too deep in the woods here and I'm hanging on by my fingernails. Okay, so somebody could set it up so we could run several cellular plans together and put in a router that could merge them together and make sure that we were always connected somehow, some way, somewhere. Absolutely. And, and, and the important this is what you got it. See, yeah, you're right. you, you okay, do have so, it. So you're hired now. You're going to be on the mobile internet resource center team. We're retiring. Yeah. And you're <laughs> <laughs> I will be on there asking all the dumb questions. So no, no, nobody else has to. I have no problem with that. I have and, and, no problem and, and, with that. This is the thing. So we encourage people is go as complicated as you need to for your particular needs. So like some people rush in and they're like, I want this one. It's overkill. They saw this on YouTube. It's like, but you're just vacationing two times a year and you just check email. That is overkill. But Don't they do saw that. it on YouTube. But, but, but when somebody's like, hey, I'm doing a live broadcast while I'm driving. I'm like, okay, that might not be safe. But if you're, you're doing it for feet, um, but here's how to talk. do it and yeah the, you, the technology is there for you to be able to do that so you drive out of one cell tower into the next and you never have your people watching your live drive stream miss a beat there you go yeah so <laughs> i was gonna ask the dumb question of all right so in your opinion do you go with sprint do you go with at&t do you go with verizon but yeah. it, it sounds to me like one place might have one answer and another place might have another right there you go you, you are getting it you attention. are we are going to award you the mobile internet aficionados 
Symbol, oh, you are gosh. blushing. <laughs> you get well, your next yeah, merit badge. Here's, here's what I do know is we changed plans when we moved to a new house, which was literally across the street from where we used to live. And everybody said, oh, yeah, this plan's cheaper. It covers. It does great. Didn't work at our house. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did not work at our house. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to change back. They said, well, Absolutely. you got to pay to get out of your contract. So one of the apps that we created... Are- 10 years ago was an app called coverage and basically it puts the coverage maps on your phone so you can compare. So there's, there's Verizon and AT&T together overlaid on each other. Oh, okay. And yeah. at a high level level. A lot of people say, well, Verizon has the best coverage and they do, but it's when you zoom in to specific locations that it really matters mm-hmm. because that's where we're going. We're not just going to Nebraska. Right. <laughs> Nobody oh, covers yes. all of Nebraska, right? Yeah. So in any specific location. So like if I zoom in to this little spot here in Colorado, you can see there's some places where AT&T, the blue, is better than Verizon, the red. Um, so that's why it matters to have multiple carriers. Or to do your homework in advance when you're planning your trips. It's like, you know, there, there's campground review sites like Campendium that will have people leave reviews of, were they able to connect via AT&T? Were they able to connect via Verizon? And you can kind of learn from that and, and know what to expect. And if you have to work, you can plan around that. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Now, uh, I guess the thing that hasn't been brought up and probably doesn't need much time spent on it is I heard satellite. Yes. Who needs satellite? There are currently two options for mobile satellite. There's one that you put on your roof that'll get you reasonable speeds. And there's another one where you have to physically build a tripod at every time you set up and aim the dish. And And you can get pretty good speeds with that one. And satellite TV and satellite internet are completely different things. So the satellite internet dish is a lot bigger. So it's a lot more stuff to carry or stuff to have on your roof. And it requires a much more precise aim because you're aiming at something the size of a Volkswagen that's 23, 24,000 miles away over the equator. So aim is really, really tough because you're broadcasting back to that satellite. So that's the kind of the current state of satellite. But uh, there's stuff launching now. We actually are right now we're anchored on our boat in central Florida. We watched a Starlink launch from Cape Canaveral. Fun. From here. Uh, I'm Elon jealous. Musk is, is launching Starlink and he's got 600 satellites in Earth. Uh, up in orbit and he's planning to put a few thousand more up there and that one's just going into beta testing now and coming into next year suddenly there's a and then there's actually uh, amazon's planning their own satellite network and there's another one called one so there's all these new generation of low earth orbit satellites instead of having the satellite twenty four thousand miles away they have hundreds of satellites zooming by overhead just a couple hundred miles up and that allows for much faster uh, speeds and lower latency, but it requires very specialized and interesting antennas that up until just recently were like military grade $10,000, $20,000 technology. Uh-huh. So theoretically, this stuff is going to be coming down to consumer prices to bring internet to residential, rural residential areas. And eventually, theoretically, even to uh, RVers and worldwide. else. Uh-huh. But it's it's literally launching right now, but it's still not quite proven yet, and it's got a ways to go. So satellites about to get a lot more interesting over the next few years. So I had no wait. I thought y'all were talking about TV. Let's no, no, back internet. up a second. Satellite what, internet. Satellite internet is a thing. God, I'm so. Okay. I'm. So, so, <laughs> how is it different than like when when you were younger? When you were younger, your entire internet was run on satellite because we were in the middle of nowhere, like dial up. <laughs> well, well, it, it uh, was kind of felt like dial-up. So dial way up. 
Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. Okay. So, so it's just like a satellite TV, but for internet. Yeah, because because satellite TV is a one way broadcast, so it's, it's it's still data, but it's coming down to you. Satellite oh, internet has it, to, to have a signal go back to the satellite, and then the satellite's beaming it down to a central um, ground so station. So why would that be better than like Wi Fi or whatever else we right. use? So it's better <laughs> than cellular because cellular is only going to reach places where the carriers have put in a, a tower up, and they're not okay. going to put a tower up where there's no population, no customers to pay right. for that service. Satellite's going to give you nationwide yeah. coverage as long as you have a clear view of the yeah. sky to so, see that satellite so 20 years okay. ago a lot of super high-end rvs had these big um, um satellite internet dishes on top because there wasn't a lot of cellular and there wasn't a lot of wi-fi at the time but then as cellular got you know cellular's gotten really really good and it's harder to find dead zones now so most of those early satellite companies actually went out of business completely because no but no customers wanted it because it was only it only really mattered in a tiny percentage of time right cellular spread out but you know once satellite makes a comeback it's it does have some interesting promise it's still you know it's it's hard to beat something that can fit in your pocket though which cellular will right okay right. all right i right. got it and from a consumer standpoint is it is it more expensive even to consider satellite so you can go buy a mobile hotspot device and a Netgear Mimo antenna for two hundred and fifty dollars, uh-huh. and you can get a data plan, a reasonable one for maybe a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. They, they, that's a whole other topic is the data plan. Sure, sure. Um, a, a satellite setup. Let's let's say you go with the the tripod setup where you're setting up and aiming the dish at every stop. You're going to plan to spend about two grand on that setup. And you're probably going to have to have a data plan starting at 80 to $120 per month that only gives you somewhere between 50 and 100 gigabytes of high-speed data a month. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of work. And you have to sign an 18- to 24-month contract. Right. So, so satellite, for people who are in a place where satellite is the only option, well, it can be great. You that, know, that, if, that sounds cheap yeah, to them. Yeah, that, that sounds cheap. If, you, if you're in a cabin up somewhere on the side of a mountain and there's no cellular to be had, great. Go get that. That's where yeah, satellite matters. It's your if option. cellular... Almost always satellite is not going to be the best option, at least until the next generation of stuff comes out. All right. Oh, very good info. Yeah, I feel so smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's different than satellite that people use for television. Okay. Yes. It's because, yeah, auto-locating satellites for the roofs, are it's still popular. We don't see it as much now because everybody's streaming. Exactly. So, uh, but, you know, two years ago, even it was huge. And now mm-hmm. it's kind of dropped off the map because everybody's streaming everything. But, uh, yeah, who knows? We may now mm-hmm. be doing satellite five or 10 years from now yeah. instead of and, cell coverage. And, and and actually, in the future, the, the ideal thing will be a combination of 5G cellular and satellite all in a unit on your roof. That That's kind of, you know, give you something that works everywhere you go. But. Yeah, then you guys can like lean back and not answer so many questions. Yes, we keep hoping that the the one size fits all everybody solution comes out. So that, yeah, so then then we can we can kick back and. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't count on that anytime soon. So thank you for doing all this um, because yeah. I feel smarter. Hey, this is yeah. fun. Now, I, I feel a little smarter. You have, this is developed for you over the past few years. It's, it's your business and, and all that. How do people connect to you? Because there's going to be, uh, we're going to send you more questions. How's that? How do people find you? What, what, are, yeah. what are the resources they need to, to be reaching it's out for? It's time for your commercial. 
So go to mobileinternetinfo.com. That is the website there. You will find a collection of guides and videos that we've done. We have a news. So every time there's a breaking news story, we analyze it specifically for RVs and cruisers. We also have a YouTube channel. It is at called the Mobile Internet Resource Center. And you can subscribe there. Tons of free videos. If you have questions for us and you don't feel like becoming a member, uh, if you're on Facebook, we have an Internet for RVers and Cruisers Facebook group, and uh, we answer very basic questions there. And if you feel like going further with us, we do have the membership option. You'll encounter it on the site as you get into the deeper content. And uh, yeah, and we, we even have a video course online as well. So if you want to oh, start cool. at the basics and just have a, a multi-hour video course that just kind of talks you through things, if you're a visual and audio learner, we have that as well. I I like it. I am so excited. I know. I think you have a new member. <laughs> does, That's, does membership come with swag? I see your shirt. I do uh, like that shirt. Uh, only our members are able to buy the shirt. So. Uh-huh. Okay, well. It's a very close to cost to our members. We don't offer those to the public. So mm-hmm. I see a check request coming through. <laughs> so. He's got a lot of toys to buy now. Yeah, of course. He's always got a lot of toys to buy. That's what he lives for. So, wow, so nice. Um, the only thing you didn't answer is how much is membership? Uh, we just, the membership starts at $97 a year. Okay. And of course, you can add it on for 100 bucks if you want to do the video course as well. And that does include uh, private one-on-one video sessions with us and our staff. So to answer questions. Wow, that's important. So we could actually, if you're a member, you can video uh, or if you're, if, with the video course, you can with the, the video, video course, course but, then but even, even the regular members, we have a, um, a once a month um, video chat for all the members to come together and ask questions, too. So, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. answering questions, in not the forums deeper stuff, questions. Yeah. We do the free questions in the Facebook group, but uh, in our forums, we go a lot further with our members and we'll give them a little more interactive guidance and help them figure out what their right solution and we'll is. Talk them out of spending money, usually. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, awesome. Well, if the course is only one hundred dollars, yeah. is that right? And then I can actually talk to you on a video and say, okay, here's my problem. What's well, my no, best direction? We still expect you to do your research. Um, I, I, we can't be on. We can't teach everyone. Sure, everyone sure. Holding, but, but we we expect that you go through the course. Um, okay. And then as you have questions about your setup and say, hey, am I understanding this yeah, product it's, versus it's this basically product? we'll check your homework and you'll be like, hi, you know, I'm working through this. and I'm thinking this is what I need and I got this planned. And we're like, well, yeah, but maybe you want to revise it a little bit like that. Okay. Oh, excellent. That's awesome. All right. Well, (laughs) great resource for so many people. Thank Thank you you. so much for what you do. And thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you for asking us on. This is fun to get to know you guys. All right. You as well. So you are invited to Central Texas when you're, uh, well, boating to Central Texas is tough, but hop in your, hop in your van or your bus. I want to see the bus. <laughs> the, the bus is currently in Arizona, but we use the van to get across from Florida. And Texas to, is in between. Texas is in between. And you know, we, we got family in Texas that we always are trying to pass and see too. So, well, there has got to Austin. be, yeah, there's got to be takeout growler places in Austin. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's a place. We're Austin. Like a half mile from a house called Growlers. I, I think they have the thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the takeout thing that has to happen right now, though. So, well, uh, Chris, Cherie from the Mobile Internet Resource Center. You guys are spectacular. We didn't scratch the surface, but how great a time. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, too. All right. We will see you again, I hope. Awesome. Yeah, this was a blast.
Good. All right. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Yeah. Next time. Well, do you understand anything now, PJ? Absolutely. I feel much more prepared. To have all those conversations you have every day here? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now I can direct them. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Questions? Oh, I'm not the guy, but he's over there. Chris and Sheree, thanks so much because not only did you drop some knowledge really fast on us, but you're also just an always there resource. And I want to have everyone just check out their website, see what they have there, and do consider joining their group. Yeah, because they can give you personalized information and advice on exactly what to get. And like they said, you know, they tell you what to buy, but a lot of times they tell you what not to buy, which can be really useful. That's oftentimes the biggest thing. Right. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yes, and I always make it more complicated than it really is. Mm -hmm. That's totally my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's 100% your job. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. At any rate, we also want to thank Go Power once again for powering our podcast, and let's wrap it up. Mm -hmm.